Hello, Internet, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the Cavern Corner Podcast, where your geek slash nerd discussion podcast. Normally, we take one topic from TV, movie, video game, book, whatever we feel like talking about that day, and we bat around until we get bored. I'm, as always, your host, Patrick, with me as my co host, Jared. Say hi, Jared. Man, there's, there's a traumatized child in this movie. <laughs> um, uh, today, we are going to be reviewing, uh, doing our spoiler review for Fast X or Fast 10. Um, the most recent entry into the Fast Saga. Um, but well, I'm legit curious if they're going to call the next one Fast 11 or they're going to call it Fast X2. <laughs> Not going to lie to you, I'm very curious to see what they're going to do. Or Fast X Part 2. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, or like, you know, Fast X2 colon Brian Song. <laughs> Brian Song? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that that's only funny if you know about some really old movies. <laughs> that was based off a real event. Yeah. Um, but like, uh, but it, if you uh, if you're curious about the movie and you don't want to be spoiled, I'd recommend you looking at the uh, episode before this in the feed. That would be our spoiler free review. They're a lot more technical and orderly and formatted. Um, this one is less so. Um, this is where we kind of jump in, break the movie down, talk about what we liked and didn't like. Um, this is more for a, for a retrospective after you've seen the movie. Yeah. Um, but we'll start things off. Um, uh, primarily, uh, we are re- reviewing this a week removed from the debut. Um, I had a family event that I had to go, go to. Uh, last, I say had to. I wanted to go to it last week. <laughs> um, uh, they had no. They ain't got no shit. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't want. I want to feel like I'm. Oh, he just just burdensome obligation. I mean, Hunter was kidnapped last week. <laughs> there he was kidnapped. Uh, they held his feet to the fires. There is a non-zero percent chance that my cousin will hear this, and I don't want her to think that this was such a bad thing. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but, uh, yeah, but aside from that, um, you know, are we, how would you describe your theater experience, your theater-going experience, as we normally talk about that at the beginning of our spoiler reviews? So, uh, yeah, when we, when we do spoiler reviews, we do the theater experience. Um, um, our, our, our AMC is, like, still rounding out its uh, it reconstruction. Yeah. Um, they have the marquee up now. Um, which which looks great. Um, the, the the inside of the theater looks great. I think the only thing that they haven't finished now uh, is the bar. Yeah. So. Um, um, one uh, change to the theater that um, caught us off uh, guard. Caught us off guard, and I really don't like. Um, uh, there is no longer. Uh, you can no longer buy tickets at the concession stand. Yeah. Uh, now you have to go through the ticket booth. Uh, which the ticket booth is outside, and yeah. um, and as a bunch of pacing nerds, like uh, the the sun is a deadly laser. Yeah, uh, not so much a problem for us at that go- movie going experience because it, it was like nine o'clock yeah, showing. <laughs> yeah, it was like nine o'clock. <laughs> the moon is a slightly less deadly laser, but it does reflect sunlight. Yes. <laughs> 
Uh, that being said, line wasn't that very long, so we were able to get in. Uh, but they've also changed uh, the uh, the concession stand to a um, treat yourself. What did you call it? Uh, not scan and go self scan self checkout. That was it. Yeah. Uh, where you essentially get your snacks or whatever from a from a kiosk or order it off of the uh, touchpad. Um, which honestly wasn't a problem for us for this because nobody was using it. But I can see if, if we were going to a busier show on a busier day uh, at a busier time, especially because we try to typically hit uh, movies as early as we can yeah. uh, if we're going to do reviews for them. Like... If if we hit up like if we get stuck behind somebody who doesn't understand how these kiosks work, which like don't 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 judge us here. We're still in we're still in the middle of Alabama. We're in Jefferson County, Alabama. Oh, it can. Conf- I I had a stumbling point with them when I first used it because I, I was thinking of it like a like a self checkout. Yeah. So I was, I was looking for a scan bar. I didn't know that you had, you had to like go onto a menu in the kiosk to to tap through everything. Yeah. So yeah, like there's gonna be a le- there's gonna be a learning curve. So it wasn't a problem for us last night. Uh, it might be in the future, yeah. um, but we did have one uh, one bonus with us last night. Ryan hasn't been to the theater since it started construction at all. Yeah, um, and so uh, we got like it's it's one of those things where it's like hey, like this this theater was kind of getting run down. Yeah, um, I mean since since COVID, all of our views have basically been chronicling the. Death and rebirth of that of this particular AMC, yeah. And uh, so for him, like it was like the first time he got to see it, and uh, and Ryan also has like a problem with like the new modern chairs for most theaters. He actually really liked the one in the AMC uh, so much so that I think let like as I mentioned, he was going to review the movie with us, but uh, uh, he had a chance to see uh, Little Mermaid with his daughter, so he's gonna do that instead, which is the correct decision. Yeah. Uh, but I think they're going to the AMC because uh, the Regal that we have uh, about a town away, uh, which is also a very common theater for us to go to, uh, or at least for him to go to, um, has the, the big fluffy seats. But like they're not comfortable for him because his tiny, tiny body uh, can't compress the seats. So it, uh, it assumes that there's a human inside of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> um, which is just funny to me, personally. Yeah, I, I, I don't have that problem. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. Um, so, uh, but yeah, so it's one of the things where you get to experience something like vicariously. And I mean, once again, it's not super nice. Uh, it's just way nicer than we're, than we're used to getting on the regular. Yeah. So, um, and that kind of like helps you realize like how, how much nicer this experience is now than it were, than it was compared yeah. to like four years ago. Um, though, we'll, well, though we'll say, um, there was, the, the theater was not full. I mean, it was a nine fifteen show. It was a, it was a nine it was a nine o'clock showing, but we'll just say it was like us and maybe three other people in the theater. Uh, yeah, there was a guy that was directly behind us who did not smile, laugh, comment, or do anything the entire movie. Oh yeah, I loved him. <laughs> I was terrified of him. <laughs> I was actively afraid of this man. <laughs> there were a couple points where I was like, man, I feel bad. This dude's right behind us. We should have gotten in the row in front uh, just so we had a little bit of distance between us. Um. But um, and then the man left just completely fucking stoically and robotically. I'm pretty sure he was a robot programmed by the AMC uh, to uh, to sit there and like watch movies that they were afraid were not going to sell uh, because it was the only sold ticket when we went to buy our tickets. Yeah, uh, which is why I thought it was extremely funny that Ryan suggested we sit right in front of the guy. 
Um, <laughs> but, um, and then, like, a couple came in, like, uh, like right after we did. Yes. Um, <laughs> but that dude was just not having a time. Or maybe he was having the time of his life. Maybe that's how he expresses himself. He got out to the car and just went, ha, 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 God, you made him even scarier. <laughs> Like, he's fucking Walter White after, like, he exploded all the blue shit on Tuco. Except for instead of just, like, grabbing and, like, shaking with blood coming out of his nose, he's just like, ha, 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 I'd hate to be the security guard that walked up on that guy. <laughs> oh, I, I just turned right around. <laughs> Fuck that noise. Um, you know, security guards don't get paid enough to deal with crazy. Um, I can't remember a single I remember one trailer no I remember two uh, Five Nights at Freddy's yeah and uh, Oppenheimer uh, I mean I remember most of them uh, Meg 2 because I was uh, because Ryan loves creature features yeah um, I hate them <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm indifferent to them uh, I it it depends on what the creature feature is honestly I, I can't just say like oh if it's a creature feature I'll see it Ryan will um, and I watched the Meg. I actually thought the Meg was the Meg on the background while we were doing other shit and then watching it was a great experience. Was the Meg a good movie? No, but it was a good experience to watch at home in the background while we were like doing other shit. Yeah, the 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 more ADHD you are, the better the Meg two gets. Uh, um, <laughs> I, I I can't I can't multitask for shit. Uh, so if, if it, if the Meg is on, I, I can't really do anything else. So I'm just stuck watching this hell of a movie. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, Oppenheimer was definitely one of them. Um, God, I'm so curious if like time will tell if this was all just a ploy by Christopher Nolan to get, uh, his brother out of Google. Huh? Oh, um, uh, Christopher Nolan's brother uh, is a hitman for the mob, and he works under the code name Oppenheimer. Really? None of that's a joke. Oh. I mean, uh, he's allegedly. I mean, we're we're on a podcast here. Let me rephrase. Christopher Nolan's brother allegedly is a hitman for uh, uh, for an organization, and uh, and he allegedly goes by the name Oppenheimer. Uh, and this was not a rumor that started. Recently, when the movie was announced, this has been going on for ten some some odd years. It's kind this of a, a pretentious alias. Uh, Christopher Nolan's family are kind of pretentious people. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but a rumor that has been floating is that uh, in order to get the news articles that keep coming up about um, Nolan's brother, uh, aka Oppenheimer. Uh, Nolan decided to film this movie, so this would be the Christopher Nolan um, Oppenheimer result that would come up on Google. It would not be the first time somebody has done something to use similar keywords uh, tied to their name to like drown uh, things out. Uh, in fact, a lot of people often suspect when stuff like that happens that that's uh, part of the intention. Huh. Yeah. Uh, we have Five Nights at Freddy. Uh... You know, as soon as I was like, oh, yeah, I remember all of them. And then, like, uh, I did remember them. And then as soon as I was I mentioned the Oppenheimer thing, gone. Um, oh, Transformers. 
Oh, yeah. Because that was the first time I'd seen that trailer in full. Um, yeah, that, that was... That was I've seen that trailer a few times. Oh, and the and the Flash, because that was the first time I'd seen that that Flash trailer in full. Yeah, Flash. Uh, that I was my first time seeing that particular Flash trailer. Uh, most of it was all shots that I've seen before, though. The Flash looks so bad. Like we're gonna go see it. I'm sure. July sixteenth. Man, Pat Pat's face went full sad. <laughs> like. Like, tragedy mask sad when I said, we're going to go see that movie, I'm sure, when it comes out July 16th. Like, every part of it just hung <laughs> bulldog style. Um, but, like, I'm, I'm, not, not, I'm not looking forward to it. But, like, I'm, we've discussed this. We discussed it when we talked about um, Ant-Man, um, uh, Quantumania, that, like, I don't mind like heavy CGI and stuff like that to accommodate like a comic uh, comic book unreality kind of style but man nothing in this movie looks real like everything looks like like faces it, it, CGI'd it look, onto like the flash costume is giving me heavy green lantern flashbacks yes like it is, it is so hard. Like it looks so unreal. Every shot of the movie looks so unreal to me, um, which is kind of like human faces floating in like a stream of cartoon nonsense yeah. that is like extremely dark looking. It doesn't help that they they keep adding weird bits and bobs onto the Flash costume. Like the Flash of all of a lot of comic book characters has a very basic costume. Yeah. It's just a fucking red onesie, yellow boots, um, lightning bolts on the ears, um, and the bazinga and, and, symbol. Yeah, and the and the emblem, the bazinga symbol. Yeah, that, you don't need to go too much further than that for a movie. Make it textured, I guess, if you really want to. Um, but in this one, he's so fucking blinged out with like gold accents, and. They added like him having like little windshields over his eyes that draw down when he runs. Um, and then it's just it's too much goddamn lightning. <laughs> like, there's enough lightning in this movie where you might think lightning is the Flash's power. Kind of is. Uh, kind of a little bit, but like not not. You would think it was his power the way like lightning and storm's, storm's power, power. yeah, <laughs> or static shock to keep it in DC. Um, Static's power is mag is uh is like magnetism, electromagnetism. Yeah, electromagnetism, not necessarily lightning. I've seen I've seen him shoot a lot of people with purple lightning. I mean, black lightning would be like <laughs> the, the more apt person. But uh, no, that's that's two in the weeds. Um, yeah, but no one cares about Jefferson Pierce, especially not the people around Jefferson Pierce. Yes. <laughs> oh, I made myself sad. <laughs> um. So moving <laughs> on <laughs> from uh from that, getting into the we're um, talking box office. Yeah. Before we get into the into the actual into actual plot itself, um, because we're a week removed, we uh, and we normally do the reviews on. On uh, Saturday, um, but now that we are a week removed, we can actually look at how the movie has performed since it came out. 
Not normally um, a luxury we have. Yeah. Uh, this uh, this week, this is uh, week two of it being out. It is uh, performing number two. Um uh, on the uh, in the in the box office is behind Little Mermaid. Uh, this is Little Mermaid's I think debut weekend. Yes. Um, so uh, right now it is uh, Sunday the twenty eighth. So Fast X made has made twenty three million uh, this weekend. That's a sixty five percent drop, which is pretty big, but somewhat normal. Yeah. Um, is more the the uh, total gross of the movie is uh, about a hundred and seven million. And that, um, is that domestic or is that uh, worldwide? Uh, that's the gross. Hold on. Um, let's see, uh, that's the uh, domestic. Okay. Um. So like world worldwide. Uh, you can probably estimate double that. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Uh, sometimes China goes up way, way, way bigger, but maybe. Um, yeah, like uh, the actually the, the thing I had watched right before we went to the movie was a TikTok of Ludacris. Uh, oh, okay. uh, uh, worldwide is uh, five hundred million. Yep. See. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes the overseas will really fucking take you somewhere. Um, yeah, like Ludacris was like. The only question I really hate uh, people asking me about Fast and the Furious movies is why do they keep making them? Motherfucker, they make them because we make a billion dollars on them. If it costs us $200 million to make and we're making over a billion on each one of these movies, yeah, it's very odd. Like, you don't want, might not want to see them, but... Uh, like Somebody person, like it. But we're making a billion dollars. Like, there's reasons we're getting, these are getting made. And they're going to keep getting made until people stop seeing them. So don't complain. Don't ask me that question anymore. Don't ask me why are we making another uh, Fast and the Furious movie. We're making them because we make money. Because um, no one ever ac- accused Luda of, uh, of you know, doing art for art's sake. <laughs> oh, no. That, that response actually makes me respect Chris Ludacris Bridges a lot more. <laughs> Like that is somebody he he knows what he's in. Yeah. Um, Vin Diesel does it for the art. Yeah. Zizo, <laughs> uh, mo- moving on uh, to the actual movie itself. Yeah. Um. So we open with. Well, huh, I, w- I was just, as a forewarning to anybody who, who listens to this, uh, this is something me and Pat discuss, and maybe even something we, we we continue to do on future movies, especially ones that like uh, feature multiple occurring plot lines. We're gonna uh, at one point this movie splits into fifteen different plot lines. Yeah, we're just going to we're gonna cover the entire plot line as one until uh, we get caught up at the end. Yeah, so. Um, we d- we did it with Guardians, and I really liked it there because a lot of times uh, when we're doing these movies, and there's all these uh, separating plot lines, as we as we progress to tell the story, we end up just forgetting chunks. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. Also, one one other other thing that I wanted to bring up, and I'm glad you stopped me before I got into the movie. Um, uh, one thing I was curious about about this since we've had time removed since we've seen it. Uh, did the movie pass the fridge test for you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> with with uh, listen to listen did, to spoiler. Did, did, did we make it out of the theater before we before it fell apart for you? No, 
No! I don't think any part of it, like, like, like I said, I was stuck on Letty's time dilation, um, in the movie, with, and, uh, for more context, see the spoiler, uh, free review, with my head blood loss, yeah. I was still like, like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Um, no, um, not at all. Yeah. Um. <laughs> For those of you who may not be aware, I've, I, I haven't used the, the fridge test in a, in a minute. I'm trying to get better about it. Um, it is a uh, paraphrased uh, quote from an Alfred Hitchcock uh, interview uh, wherein um, essentially you see a movie, uh, you experience the movie, you go home. Uh, that night you wake up to go get a drink of water from the refrigerator. Um, you, uh, get, you get the water... In, and you close you, you close the door of the refrigerator. By the time the light goes out to the in the refrigerator doors, you've closed it. If in that whole time you haven't thought about that, thought back about that movie and gone, wait, that part didn't make any sense. If it can go that long, the movie did its job and gave you the experience that you paid for. Uh, if it fails at any point before that, it does not pass the fridge test. Yeah. Um, because movies all have their internal, like, logic, uh, about them. Yeah. And, uh, and, I mean, sometimes you can just be nitpicky, like, why aren't more cops here? But, like, and that, that sometimes can be part of it, but very rarely. Like, it's, it's usually, like, uh, something that doesn't pass the first test is something usually, like, much bigger, more obvious, and weirder. Um, like, for one, uh, uh, for a previous review we did, Guardians, for me, did not pass the fridge test, because I couldn't figure out why the high evolutionary blew up some of his creations but not all of them yeah it was like what like why did why did the why why did the uh animal people have to die but the golden retards didn't have to die <laughs> uh yeah um I'm not, in fact not only did i not have to like they got to propagate and have a society that like nobody thought of as as odd as yeah, weird yeah um, like, at what point, you know, how, how are you closer to, to the grand, uh, perfection when you put robot claws on an otter? Yeah. Um, but yeah, getting, but getting back to this movie. Um, so we open with the end of Fast Five. And by, by which he means the entirety of the end of Fast Five. Uh, I actually, uh, for a moment when the, when this was started, I was like, oh, I guess we're just watching a better Fast uh, Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah. Uh, so it, it basically took from the point where Dom and Brian connect the Chargers to the bank vault uh, and haul it through Brazil. Um, even the part where Dom disconnects Brian from the from the safe and then uses the bank as a flail uh, to uh, kill. Uh, we technically start like a like a few minutes before yeah, a few that. Yeah, minutes before that. Like we see um, uh, Reyes. Yeah, Hernan Reyes talking to his son Dante, uh, who is Jason Momoa. Um, who basically gives him the arc words of the movie: uh, "Never accept death when suffering is owed." Yeah. And uh, and then like they go, uh, and then they they go into the uh, the police department, which is where the vault is. But they go into like the proper department. And uh, Reyes is like, today we uh, 
we start a legacy that uh, that will be with our family forever. And uh, and then like uh, I think this is like the path to true power, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then like Momoa sits down, and then the, that's when the Chargers burst in and all of that. Um, then the end of Fast Five happens. Um, and from there, uh, oh, with one, with the one additional caveat, apparently, uh, Dante was in that last SUV that, uh, Dom took off the road. Yeah. Where he died for two minutes. Yeah. Uh, so we then cut to, um, family barbecue ten years later. Well, no, we cut to a parking lot ten years later. Um, where, uh, a charger is doing donuts in a parking lot. <laughs> yes. Um, and then Dom gets out, but he's in the passenger seat as he's teaching, uh, little, little Brian to, uh, to drive. Who I swear can't see over that fucking steering wheel. No. <laughs> I mean, he, because the movie tells you he's 10. He's not even 10. He's not? He no, no, be. he can't be, yeah. He can't be. Yeah, because, yeah. Because he's a baby in eight. Yeah, so he's like nine. At the absolute oldest. oldest. Yeah, because ten years ago is when Dom met Elena. Um, but, uh, yeah, this kid can't be older than, like, seven or eight, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like... No, no, this kid doesn't see over the steering wheel. No. Um, but Dom gives him something of like his arc words for the movie, which is much less interesting or cool. Nobody listens anymore. <laughs> yeah. I, I I didn't know that was the, that was supposed to be his arc, his arc words for him. I thought it was just I thought it was like feel the car, uh, uh, know your line and fly. That's what he says to little Brian. Um, but he also says the like nobody listens anymore. And then he brings it back later on in the movie when they're being attacked because he's able to psychically feel an incoming attack. Yep. I'm like I'm I'm pretty sure Dom has the force. Um, uh, I mean, Dom has a lot of superpowers. He, uh, I made a joke about it uh, during nine, and Pat just had to like, actively just accepted it because in in that universe it's true. I was like, he's a better detective than Batman. He can literally look at a scene and then perfectly recreate exactly what happened in it. Yeah, like this is an established power from like what four. Oh yeah, yeah. Fast and Fear because he recreates uh, Letty's murder scene. Yeah, to the detail, perfectly. Yep. Just by seeing like some scratches on the road. Well, I mean, it goes beyond that. Um, one, a- after after uh, hearing Jacob saying, "Oh no, Dad was trying to throw the race," he then flashbacks scene for scene, shot for shot, uh, how the downfall of the Toretto family. Yeah. And where his dad was was uh you know struggling with bill collectors and scenes that he couldn't have been there for. Yeah. And, you know, to, to, to where he saw, uh, Jacob sabotage the car at his father's behest, a scene that he couldn't have been there for. Yeah. Um, (laughs) but is, is, but is able to post post cognitively detect the absolute veracity of everything that happened. 
you know, this is just after he um, took two chains and pulled down a fucking missile silo. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like, Dom just has superpowers. But anyway, that that's neither here nor there. We'll, we'll get more into Dom's superpowers as this goes on. But yeah, he, he gives uh, little Brian his uh, his little arc words. Like, like I said, I'll bring it up again at the end, but at the end of this movie, I'm pretty sure he is going to become Moses. <laughs> Knowing how it ends, this bet's very funny. Um... But uh, but they they, they uh, it is time for a Toretto barbecue. Yeah, uh, um, where they have brought in uh, Dom's grandmother. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they keep calling her Abuelita, and she mentions that she is Dom's dad's mom. Yes. Um, and so they they're they're all gathered. It's the crew that we know plus plus Abuelita. Um, minus Jacob, because Jacob... Yeah, minus Jacob, Jacob's still on the run. And minus Brian. Because, you know, death. Well, because of actor death. Yeah. They didn't even use a stand-in for him. But it, it's, it's so weird. And minus Hobbs. Yeah. But it, it's, it's so weird how many of these scenes that they have, and Brian's not there like you is like what like why why would you start saying grace without Brian being there? Yeah. Um it's so much of a big deal that Abuelita's in town and Mia didn't bring the kids. No, uh Brian's watching them. They they don't know people are after them yet. You can't bring them bring them in to meet great grandma? No, Brian's watching them. Uh, also, uh, they established this was happening at the end of the last movie, but the original house is rebuilt. Yes. For all the good it does them. I don't know why they rebuilt that house, ever. I don't think it blows up in this movie. It gets shot to shit. It, get, it gets some holes knocked through it, but it doesn't get blown up. Cena literally, strategically blows holes into the wall to create uh, little arrow holes so you can start shooting people as they come through the hallway. Oh, Cena AA's a guy through the floor. <laughs> from from the second floor to the first floor so that he can then jump down to the first floor. I didn't say the house didn't sustain damage. I'm just saying it is not splinters. It's always fun when you have a pro wrestler in a movie and he does his finisher in the movie. Yeah. Because I, 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 I said the same thing when Rock uh, Rock Bottoms uh, Shaw through a table in uh, Fast 6? No, uh, Fast seven. 7. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no. Great times. Great great and good. Um, so, uh, but anyway... Uh, everyone's there. Roman is bragging about this new job he has for everybody. Yeah, uh, well, Ro- Roman, they the crew has been contacted by the agency to steal this chip from a convoy in Germany. And Roman's excited because he in gets... In Rome. Yeah. It's in Rome because he's like, who knows Rome better than Roman? Yeah, I don't know why I thought they were in Germany. Yeah. Who knows Rome better than Roman? Uh, like, literally, like, that's the kind of, like, like... If that if if Tej didn't make a joke about it, I would actually think that was the the type of through line in logic the movie actively keeps. Yeah. But like I said, Roman's excited because he finally gets to command a mission. 
Like all the entire, apparently mo- most, if not the entire heist, was all plotted out by Roman, which, <laughs> which starts like a Keenan and Kel bit. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, Luden all but just says, "Oh, here it goes." Yeah, uh, which honestly, you know, for the characters themselves, because like we've we've seen Roman since Too Fast Too Furious. Y'all just let him plan a whole heist. <laughs> that's irresponsible on your own part. <laughs> like that's that's the stupidest thing I've ever I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and Roman went to space. Uh, Brian would never. <laughs> Roman went to space and survived for apparently weeks on Tootsie Rolls. Yeah. And and they just were allowed to leave the ISS with no no problems. <laughs> Um, so, uh, yeah, like, he literally tells him, like, I need a gold car, a jalopy, uh, 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 RC car. an RC car, and, uh, and, uh, four tanks of sleeping gas. Yep. Well, technically, they said laughing gas, but it just wound up being knockout gas. Yeah. But once again, complete wacky horse shit. And, uh... And it bugs me that this plan was a thousand percent successful. We'll get there. Like, it's not, but it is. Yeah. Like, his plan, as it as he had plotted it, would have a thousand percent worked. No hitches. Which... It would have been the smoothest plan in all of the Fast series. Well, the thing is, I think it only worked that well because it was a setup. <laughs> it... it because his, his plan had a lot of moving parts. Um, yeah, there's cars. Shut up. <laughs> it had a lot of move, moving parts. It had a lot of points of failure, but you know, it just it all worked for some reason. Which is in the plans in the previous movies that they actually do have by more ostensibly capable people. Um, those plans they run into roadblocks literally every step of the way. But Roman, the village idiot, <laughs> uh, just managed to make a a heist worthy of Ocean's Eleven with essentially a bunch of zany bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I actually don't think that it was a setup, but uh, in the way that you're, you're talking about, and that it did go off without a hitch, but we'll get to there when we get to there. Uh, but yeah, like that, that is a big part of this whole like barbecue, that like that's happening in the background. Um, little Brian is kind of learning life lessons. Han is going on to this job, um, and that's when he, he and Dom have kind of like the, we're the two banditos kind of weird yeah. thing that they talk about. Um, which is also, once again, so funny that like almost no one from the original crew, like almost all of the side characters from the original crew are all gone. From like Fast 1. Oh, oh yeah, them. Yeah, from Fast 1. Um, I mean, yeah, some of them are dead, but, like, they had family and stuff like that that should still ostensibly be part of the larger family. Um, see, so, move, so, moving on from there, uh, I think now we're at the part where we can start talking about them, about splitting them up. Well, uh, at this point, uh, Roman and them, like, they, they leave off, and it's pretty much Dom and Letty who get left behind, and, uh... And they find out about uh, 
Uh, Cypher shows up bleeding on their doorstep. Yeah. Oh, also, apparently, uh, Dom and Letty are trying to have another kid. Yes. Fully, fully, Letty's story arc is, in this movie, is just that, uh, like, her her personal arc is that her, her and Dom are trying to have a kid. She's, she isn't pregnant yet. But it'll happen when it happens. Yeah, which, I mean... I don't know how old Letty's character is supposed to be, but it's like we 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 know how old Michelle Rodriguez is. Yeah, um, biological clocks do a tick. Yeah, like I I brought it I, I brought it up when we were when we were heading home after the movie. I was yeah. like I was like not to be an asshole, but like like me and my wife are in our mid thirties and we're already starting to get kind of worried about that. Like um like she like one of my wife's best friends just had a child at forty and it turned out fine and obviously there have been later births than that. Well, oh, but, but it but it is it does get riskier. Yeah, it gets riskier uh, every year uh, for both male and female. Like uh, the uh, the the split off of uh, mutations that happen um, in in sperm uh, also occur more and more rapidly as men get older. So while yes, you are more viable to have children, there's some there's still something that could be wrong with them. Um, just for being a man and being older, yeah, because um, your, your your genetic material starts to wear down. Um, so, yeah, it was like like both these actors are like in their fifties, and like I I, I I I can look it up. I don't know exact off the top of my head how old uh, Michelle Rodriguez is. I know Vin Diesel's like fifty three. Yeah, and I mean once again, like we're, we're not we're not discussing like aesthetic or anything like that. Like I mean Michelle Rodriguez was kicking ass in the D and D movie. Yeah, and I never she kicks ass in this movie. And I was never at any point like, uh, oh, that she's too old to be doing this stuff. Like she looks better doing her shit than Vin does doing his. Yeah, by a fucking mile. Like uh, I, I actually almost fully believe that Michelle Rodriguez just does all of her own stunts. And in fact, sometimes I believe they just put people in there with her, and she just vents her frustrations. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, here, here's an extra, here's an extra twenty five grand. Just stand next to Michelle Rodriguez. She's gonna explode in three hours, like clockwork. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, but Cipher shows Cypher, up on their doorstep. Yeah, Cipher shows up <laughs> bleeding on their doorstep, and Dom. <laughs> I don't know why. I, I thought it was funny in the theater. I think it's still funny now. Dom fully puts both of his hands above her to tower down over Charlize Theron, uh, whose cater is stabbed. And he's like, uh, and uh, it starts like gurgle yelling about uh, like Elena's death. Um, and then just turns into this pure fucking kitten. When she's just like, if you kill me now, you'll never learn my secrets. And he's just like, damn, I bet she has good secrets. Yep. <laughs> just like, lets her, lets her bleed on his couch. Doesn't even throw a towel down. Doesn't even, doesn't go and get like one of the folding chairs that we know they keep in that house. Because they have so many goddamn guests. Yeah. Like, she gets to bleed on his couch. And I was like, no, never. Um, and then she she proceeds to tell the story well, of how I, I she think, met I the think, devil. I think I think I think Dom in that scenario was like, you know, I can feel the bullshit coming. I'm not gonna have this couch for too much longer anyway. 
you know, th- th- this house is not long for the world. <laughs> um, but, uh, like, Letty comes in, like, screwing on a silencer. Oh, yeah, Let- Letty- Letty's down to ride. Um... <laughs> Like uh, yeah, she 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 is she is ready to just execute her right then and there. Which is, I find it hilarious that she comes in screwing on a silencer because nobody in that neighborhood, if they heard gunshots, nobody's calling them cops. No, no, nope. not not from the Toretto house. Yeah, no one's that dumb. Like you, you, you gotta think it. it we're we're ten, eleven movies in. How many full-on gunfights with assault weaponry have we seen in that neighborhood or in that house? Hell, like, me, personally, I live in that neighborhood. I know the risks because, like, it has a history of getting blown up and everything else. When the Toretto's come over asking for some sugar or some bread because they didn't make it to the grocery store that week, and I know they got my back because, like, they're going to pay me back for that bread in, like, a briefcase full of money. Um, yeah, but, oh, I, I, I was wondering where you go. It's like I'm, I'm giving whoever the fuck they want. <laughs> yeah, because uh, like, like that is a, an established thing. Is that like Dom and his family give back? Yeah. Um. So no, like she didn't need that that silencer. She did that for intimidation purposes. <laughs> Probably because she wanted to clock her with it first. Yeah. Like, I actually thought that Letty was going to like wait until uh, Cypher started spouting some bullshit and then just clock her over the head with the thing. But yeah, so we get into Cypher's flashback where she met the devil. I actually, uh, this is one of the only lines I really liked in the movie. Like, just genuinely as an as-written line, um, tonight I met the devil and I was disappointed it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah. I was, like, I was like, you know what, I actually like that. Um, but... Uh, uh, Dante, uh, you know, Reyes showed up to where she was hit, hiding out, observing the Toretto house. Just uh, cha-cha sliding just, in there. Yeah. Well, he shows up, he's dragging two of her security guys. Um. I said what I said. And, uh, just tells, tells all of her, uh, all of her, uh, you know, men, hey, I have all of your families, uh, you work for me now. Except for that guy. You know, Stab. He did. He had no one who loved him. Not even a kitten. <laughs> That's just sad. And uh, so he takes all. He takes uh, her computer guys. Leaves her gun guys with the. Uh, he takes her computer guys, and he takes like a big thing of her software. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He takes like takes her, super her technology. Shit. Um. And uh, leaves the gun guys. Said, "You guys know what to do. Remember, I have your families." Um, I guess call back when it's done. Yeah. Cypher then turns off all of their guns. Because they all have the fucking biometric guns from Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah. Which I was disappointed with because I was like, I I, I just find it, find it personally boring. Because I don't want to get into this too deep because once again, this is like fridge shit stuff that the, that, that blah, blah, blah. I, I spent a lot of time thinking about henchmen and how henchmen work. And how you vet henchmen um, for what, when I write shit and when I do shit. Um, uh, it's just a, a something that's always stuck with me is like uh, is, the, is a henchman mindset. Uh, well before like Venture Brothers and all of that. And uh, you vet your people. You vet to find out where their weaknesses are. It's actually a huge po- plot point in Breaking Bad. Mike and his men, like they were all vetted by him to know like where their weaknesses in the organization are. 
Um, if there were all this many exploitable weaknesses in our organization, like that should have already been something Cypher should have been aware of, especially if she's uh, if she has all of their guns with the trigger on her, like literally on her in case they ever turn on her in a dime. It's like hire better people, bet your people better. Yeah. Um, like I, like it would be more interesting to me if she somehow was able to turn some of them around. Um, you know, uh, instead she just turns off their guns and then karate fights them. Yeah, just beats the shit out of them the entire way out of the building. I mean, yeah, she takes injuries, blah blah blah. Um, takes a very particular stab. Yes. Uh, but she but she makes it out. She makes it out in time to deliver that message. Um, and then uh, Dom and but Lady, why? Yeah, Dom and Lady do the responsible thing. They call they call the authorities. They call the agency. Yeah. Uh, they in, inform uh, they inform the they ask the agency to inform uh, Roman and the others about the job in Rome. Uh, the agency says, "The fuck what, you talking yeah, about? What job in Rome?" And that's when they realize that they're set up for a trap. Yeah. So Dom and Letty head over to Rome. They they give Cipher to the to the agency. Um, they head over to Rome to save to save Roman and the others. So they say that Cipher lost six pints of blood, and a normal human would die uh, losing four. Uh, which Charlize Theron is not a big woman. No. Um, and. Uh, that's just a ludicrous sentence. Yeah. Do you, are you telling me she has more blood than a normal person? <laughs> Who knew the old woman had so much <laughs> blood in her? Are, are you? Maybe she has like the the super uh, you know the super blood from uh, Metal Gear Solid Four, where he's, she's got to get like dialysis treatments every ten hours. Like I said, there, there's a lot of things that are wrong with that statement, especially considering how when we see her, like she's fine. Like, it's fine. Yeah. Um. So, uh, her side's a little bit tender. Yeah. Uh. So they they go to they go to Rome. Um. And uh, so my thought, my internal logic for once again, because sometimes you just kind of have to piece together like what the movie is actually happening. I think that the uh, that the truck they were hijacking, um, that that was a legit hijacking, but it was like. Uh, I don't believe that those were Dante's people in that truck, and then everything went smooth for this purpose. Uh, I actually, I mean, if they were, then the, then he just he, he got people he didn't like because he killed them. Yeah, um, that's why I don't I don't think that was the case. I actually think the case was he found out about a bomb being moved. Yeah, uh, through Rome and had them hijack the truck it, under false pretenses. It's just kind of odd. Why are you transporting a neutron bomb through downtown Rome? Yeah, but uh, but the other the other thing would have to be like, oh, he bought it and was having it transported, and that would be like, it, it seems like it'd be easier to find one that was in transport rather than buying one and setting everything up. That's why I'm like, I don't think it was a setup. I think it was an actual legit weapon that was being uh, moved, and he found out about it. Yeah, it's possible. Um, so I, I actually legit think that Roman's plan did work, um, and, which is almost more impossible than the thing I just said about. Why would he buy the bomb? <laughs> but yeah, I, I legitimately think Roman's plan just worked. Yeah, but it, anyway, it is revealed to be a setup. Um, the the microchips are a bomb. Yeah, the, just it's, it's a it's a bomb. It's the size of 
It's the size of the ball in Rocket League, if you've ever played that. Yeah. Um, and uh, he's able to remote lock uh, Ludacris and uh, Ramsey, Ramsey uh, in the truck. Tej and Ramsey, not Ludacris and Ramsey. <laughs> Who, half done one, you know, yeah, it's fine. Um, and so he's got them careening through Rome. Apparently his intention was to ram the neutron bomb into the Vatican. Yes. But I think he would have taken anything. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, just the bomb going off in Rome was really all he really wanted. Yeah. So he, he, had, he, had, he had the bomb and them in Rome, so he's already secured his victory conditions. It, this is just fucking around for him. Yes, which is clearly what he's doing for yeah. most of the movie. Because he also hacks all of their comms, so he can shit talk them. Yes, delightfully so. Um, like when, uh, like when, uh, like, is he like he talks to himself a lot in the movie, or slash talks to other people, but not really. He's just kind of talking at he, them. He's not looking for input. He's just talking, and he wants other people around to hear him talk. Sometimes he doesn't even want that. Sometimes he just likes talking. Yeah. Um, but uh, but he's like, oh, where should this bomb go off? The Vatican? Oh, you're going to hell. <laughs> Um, absolutely. I cannot sing Jason Momoa's <laughs> praises enough in this movie. He is so fucking watchable. Uh, like the, 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 his performance in this movie is like, I, I don't. Some people wanted him as as Lobo in the new DCU DC universe. I want him as Joker. <laughs> uh, t- see if he can do that while painted white with green hair. Yeah. I know he can do it in a purple suit. He does it in this movie. <laughs> um, but yeah, he... Uh, so Dom and them, like, come to save the day. Uh, only Letty gets kind of sidetracked because uh, Dante pulls up on a motorcycle and kind of, like, uh, wiggles his ass at her. And he's like, oh, I'm the bad guy. You better follow me. And she's just like, I'm going to follow that bad guy. Well, she's going after him. Dom is going after the bomb. Um... And Roman and they were just trying to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, they're, they're just trying to disengage and get away. Um, essentially, there's not much else to say. That they, it's, stop, it's a, they stop the bomb. They, they dump the bomb into the Tiber River, and uh, it still goes off. Yeah, it just doesn't do as much damage. And they, they make this wild but, but claim. But the, the amount of damage it does do is still devastating. Rome is still on fire. Like, half of the city is leveled, and they have the audacity, the unmitigated gall to say no lives were lost. Well, they actually say they say both things. They say that um, they say there's no casualties, and then later on they say casualties were kept to a minimum. Okay, I didn't hear the second part. Um, it's actually, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dorito Man uh, says it when he's talking to the Global Council, like... Uh, uh, the Shadow Council that he talks to. Um, yeah. Uh, he's like... Uh, the, the faceless people that told Nick Fury to blow up New York. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, but he basically says, like, oh, they managed to keep... Uh, he's like, they kept casualties to a minimum, but... Um, so, like, which do, which I would assume doesn't mean zero, because that's a different thing you would say. Um, so maybe they found out about some dead people later on. <laughs> Each of those houses had an Aunt May in it. I guess. 
Um, but you see, like, like this thing, like, runs over, like, um, uh, a gas bubble at one point and explodes. And, like, this is the first time Dom goes out of his way for other people to do super heroics. And none of it makes any goddamn sense. Yeah, because uh, Vinyl stops the fireball because Dom knocked it down. Yeah. Uh, this It's just this, like, Vinyl awning that he knocks the supports over so it, it, so that it is between the gas explosion and the people. But you see all the, the force of the explosion is still blowing debris everywhere. Like, all you need is, like, a little piece of glass into somebody's fucking uh, throat, and that person's probably gone. Yeah. Um, or, you know, a neutron bomb like that. Because they, they, they knocked it into the river to suppress the explosion. It's not that deep in the river when it goes off. No, it, it literally had just landed in the water. Yeah. Like, there was only about an inch or two of water over that bomb. And Dom also, like, uh, does this by, like, flying his car into a crane that whips around and smashes the like, one end of the bomb. Uh, they beat the shit out of this bomb, by the way. Yeah. Um, but, uh... But the Roman, uh, the Roman police are there to try to capture everybody. They do capture Letty. Um, Dom Don, gets Don, away. Dante supplies all of their photos to Interpol uh, to frame them uh, for uh, the terrorist attack. Yes. Um, and uh, uh, Roman and them kind of just disappear. Uh, Letty actively gets uh, caught by the agency, and then Dom uh, drives off because his car is somehow still functioning after all that. Because then literally nothing can destroy the charger. That wasn't a charger. That uh, wasn't. No, he, he. I assume everything he gets into just transforms. Most of the time, that most time he's in a charger. That mission, he was he wasn't in he wasn't in one. Okay. Um. Like I'm 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 always very curious and uh, which scenes he can get a charger for because I, I, I touched upon it in the in the spoiler free review uh, they can't all be his car so many of them get destroyed um, but, are, but are they destroyed beyond the point of being able to be repaired in the time that we have um, time has no has no meaning like unless unless Dom one of Dom's power is that he or he knows where the hyperbolic time chamber is to drive his charger in there, and he has a year to work on it in less than a day. I mean, yes. Uh, I don't like that. I mean, <laughs> it just might be what the case is. Yeah. Um. So, uh, so from that point, we'll just go ahead and cut to Letty's because this is the shortest. Yeah. And it's the most fucking tedious. So, um, uh. So at this point, we get introduced to the the the, the mysterious council that leads the agency, um, as they make um, Doritoman the uh, the new leader. What is his name? Uh, Ames. Ames. As they make Ames the new leader, like on Mister Nobody's level, Mister Nobody's daughter comes in, played by Brie Larson, uh, named Tess, and uh, she kind of just comes in and throws a little bit of a fit, and uh, doesn't get her way. Says that, like, Dom and his crew are good people. Well, and she, she's the only one speaking in their defense. Yes. and uh, But when that doesn't work, she's still at the God's eye. So to help, to make it harder for them to be tracked. Um, 
and uh, and so she tries to like uh, get in, in communicado with everybody. Uh, she managed to get in touch with Dom, and uh, and Dom basically tells her like uh, gives her like some demands and says uh, I, I want Letty out, and so just w- for the purposes of what we're doing, we're gonna cut over to Letty. So she goes to see Letty in like the black site they're holding Letty in, and um, which doesn't look like a real place. Oh no, it looks like something out of like um, out of like it looks like it's like, like it's in the Rock of Eternity. Yeah, Shazam. I was gonna say like it, it looked like it was like in a like a and D fantasy magical place. Like they have like shifting cube like rock cubes going around and shit. Like it was the least real looking place. Uh, fast that Fast and Furious has ever gone. My first question upon seeing that cell, where does she shit? <laughs> oh, you never worry about where they shit, <laughs> because when you're in a cell like that, you shit wherever you please. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, so, um, she comes in and they have like this brief kind of terse conversation with one another. And, uh, and, um, like, Letty kind of immediately falls into, like, oh, okay, uh, Tess is a friend, but doesn't really well, trust cause she, her. Because she has the, uh, Toretto Cross, uh, that Letty gave Dom in the beginning of the movie and then Dom gave to Tess. I mean, to, to be fair, like, Letty didn't really give him one. Like, uh, he always had one. Well, remember, the, in the last movie, he gave it to her. She's wearing it the whole time. Oh, that's true. That's true. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, um, the, the, the Toretto Cross is basically this franchise's version of those fucking dice from the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> yeah. They, they, they seem to gain more importance and significance as the series goes on. And uh, uh, even though, like, man, I would barely remember them if they, disapp- if they disappeared, like, in Fast 4. Yeah. Uh, but I guess because Dom's costume was so sparse, something on it had to be memorable. Yeah, because it's often just a sleeveless shirt and his necklace. Yeah, um, it's about fifty-fifty of if he's wearing jeans or some or like tweed pants. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so uh, Brie Larson's like, "Oh yeah, I'm gonna help you out," and then like stabs Letty. Well, yeah, uh, uh, to to. Cause that like she she's got a scheme going, but she needs to she's Letty out of the cell and in the medical bay. Um, so she stabs Letty and has Letty uh act like she's you know strangling her. Um, so that Letty is uh neutralized and taken to the medical bay, where um I got my hopes up for a little bit in the movie. Um, because she is uh. Well, first, she uh, is unconscious on the table, and her stab wound is being laser-stitched together. Why they had to do laser surgery for a stab wound about the size of the first bit of your thumb, I don't know. That just seems needlessly advanced. Look, these were were very white doctors, and they didn't want to touch a non-white lady. Uh, okay. Uh, I mean, that's about all I got. If 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 if, if it's that bad, then why don't you just let her bleed out? <laughs> I mean, that's it's all not I... it's not like Letty's gonna get a trial. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all I got. That is literally like the only explanation. Because you see, there's like fifteen or twenty doctors 
like standing yeah. in the and 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 I got my hopes up because she wakes up handcuffed to a table and next to her is Cypher. And I got my hopes up going, holy shit, they're going to face off Letty and Cypher. Yeah. Uh Pat said that in the theater and I literally thought, oh my god, it's possible. <laughs> yeah. Cuz if we're going to if if we're gonna get if we're gonna get nuts, let's get nuts. <laughs> to quote Batman from the Flash. <laughs> well, that was definitely Batman from uh Batman eighty nine. Yeah. Um no 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 no. Um absolutely I would a thousand per- I would I just wanna hear Michelle Rodriguez say, you know, I could eat a peach for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Is that from Face Off? That is, that is 100% something that Nicolas Cage says while in a priest outfit uh, to a woman in a plane. Oh. Creepy. Uh, oh, it's creepy in the movie. Um, <laughs> You don't like it happening. <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, so... Um, but, no, but like, I, like, I, I want to see that. I want to I see Charlize Theron try to, try to do a... Uh, uh, Yo, Michelle Rodriguez, Hispanic accent. <laughs> <laughs> so um, have a really horrible kissing scene with Dom. because <laughs> he's still not good at it. No, no. Um, it actually made it actually makes me uncomfortable whenever they have like a a, a passionate scene between the two of them, or I'm just like, oh man, this this. This feels more like two action figures slapping against each other. The thing is, he's better at it with Michelle Rodriguez, I think, just because she she's had to kiss him so many times. Yeah. Anytime he kisses someone else, it's, 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 it's like he's trying to eat their head. As I said earlier, uh, that uh, I was in the spoiler-free review, I said that like Dom would just eat their heads. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but no, instead, um, Cypher... Just uh, somehow was able to, without looking, without even seeing how this this like uh, this piece of programming was comprised in any way, shape, or form, hacked it. Managed to hack her way out of her bonds and hack the uh, anesthetic systems so that it went into the scientists who were in the observing room above them. Somehow, why that was connected to her operating table, I don't know. Why? Why would the anesthetics be uh, connected to the venting system in any way? Like I said, this movie doesn't pass the fridge test at any point. Because <laughs> um, I was like, uh, why? Why? Why would that be a thing that they programmed that that you could do? Like uh, the the only reason I I'll, 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 I will and the the only reason I I was you know somewhat okay with it is because. This is that's the type of shit my character would do in our everyday heroes game. <laughs> yes, but like that's that, that is like intentionally magic though. <laughs> like, oh, you would be standing in that in that observation room. <laughs> so, um, uh, so that the, the like uh, Cipher kind of lets Letty in on the plan a little bit, and is like, all right, we got like four minutes to get out of here. That four minutes. Four the, minutes. That four minutes is the rest of the movie. Four minutes. These are four Frieza minutes, not real minutes. Because <laughs> it is four minutes until the facility knows that all of the people in the room are knocked out. Yes, and we'll send hell upon them. So four, in four minutes, all of I, I'm going to recount to you all that all that happens. 
Uh, in four minutes, uh, Letty goes, good enough, and attacks Cypher. Uh, they, and they have a five-minute long fight. They, so <laughs> so f- first they they go up some stairs to a, to uh, to an exit door. Um, they have a fight that knocks them back down into the chamber. Letty wins, goes back up to the exit door, has to climb up this, like, you know... Uh, vertical shaft. Yeah, vertical shaft of, like, you know, 50, 100-some-odd feet. Um, with no equipment, so just inching her way up the shaft, gets to the top of the shaft, realizes that she is in Alaska in a white tank top. In our Antarctica. In Antarctica, in a, in a white tank top. Says, damn it. Uh, closes the door, shimmies back down the entire shaft, meets up with Cypher again, so that they can get, so that she can hand her winter gear then they have to go up that shaft again, hike across who knows how far to meet up with a submarine containing uh, Giselle uh, from, you know, who apparently survived her head contact with the uh, asphalt in Fast 6. Yeah. Um, where I made the joke of, like, you know, uh, nobody uh, really dies. No, well, no, nobody really dies, and you know, hey, if your franchise fails, you come back. Yeah. Um. Um. A joke that was much funnier than Patrick knew at the time. Um. Yeah, because because there's a stinger coming up, where I was like, you know, yeah, there. I need to know that there was a meeting where Vin Diesel sat in a room like Thanos. <laughs> um. Where did Yo, you couldn't you couldn't live with your failure, and where did it lead you back to me? <laughs> so, um, so that's Letty's entire storyline. Yeah, Roman, Tej, uh, and Ramsey um, realize that because um, well, after after they're framed, uh, Reyes steals all of their money, uh, freezes all of their accounts. Um, so all they have left is uh, the money that Roman has on him. Roman has a lot on him, don't get me wrong. Yeah, he was wearing banks. Yeah. Um and uh so he becomes their bankroll for the rest of the movie. Uh they meet up with some with the with a hacker that um uh, Ramsey knows. Played by Pete Davidson. Yeah. But at this point, um Reyes has uh essentially declared them he, he contacted the high table to have them all declared excommunicado. Yeah. So they have no safe place and everyone's out to get them. So, uh, uh, this is where Tej and Roman actually get into a fight. It's like a slap match. Yeah. Still, uh, Tej manages to take Roman down. Yeah. And, and Tej is specifically never using an open hand, uh, is never using a closed fist on Roman. He's only slapping him. Roman is actually punching. Um... And, uh, uh, the scene has, like, a couple of cute little moments, but, like, man, it is, like, such a sped along, like... Oh, and, and also, while it's going on, uh, Han eats some, like, drugged out, yeah, drugged out brownies. Um, but they don't do anything with the scene. It's not like he drives while high. He just watches Tej and Roman have a slap match. Yeah. Um... It felt like that that might have been longer and then got cut for time. Yeah. 
Um, but essentially they realized that uh, Pete Davidson sold him out. Um, uh, Roman throws dirt, throws dirt in his eyes and they leave. And then they go and meet up with uh, Shaw. Shaw. Uh, which is where we see the ending credits from uh, the stinger from uh, Fast Nine. Which really, why didn't they go immediately to Shaw? Why did they ever waste time with Pete Davidson? Yeah, that that was actually something. I, I, I honestly, it's it's because they wanted to uh, further drive home the point that they weren't safe anywhere. But no, they should have always gone to the Shaw family um, because Queenie had already been in the movie earlier. Yeah. Um, like right, I mean, even if you don't want to go to Deckard, you could have gone to, to you could have gone to Queen. Yeah. Uh, that's actually like who the that's actually the first person that uh, that Dom goes to when they all split uh, make their separate ways. Yeah, uh, but we're not at Dom's storyline yet. But that is the first person they went and talked to. So Queenie knows what's going on, knows the danger they're in, and is genuinely sympathetic towards them. Yes, uh, Dom is her favorite American. Yeah. Um. So uh, and she and she tolerates the darkies. Uh. Uh. So when Shaw, uh, Ro, uh, when Han goes up to the door to be like, all right, yeah, I didn't really want to do this before to go talk to uh, Shaw. Before he, Shaw can get, before Han can get two words out, Shaw immediately get, jumps to the conclusion, oh, you're here for revenge. Because he's like, people who come back from the dead uh, and find me are only ever here for revenge. And um, and Han was was pulling out a snack slowly, um, and uh, apparently. That was too fast for uh, Shaw's reflexes, who immediately started to like fight him. And even though Han was like, "These are my snacks," like while he's trying to dodge blows, he's like, "I, I just want to talk. Those are my snacks." Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Shaw does not seem to put two and two together uh, until they're jumped by a third um, party, who he assumes that they're here to help Han kill him. It's not until he sees that that's that not the case, they're also after Han, that he agrees to take them to one of his stash houses, uh, and he's like, you guys can just uh, borrow whatever you want. Yeah, because uh, by now they figured out that uh, Reyes is sending people not just after them, but after everyone who's ever helped them. Well, actually, he tells them, you guys can have, you guys can take whatever you, whatever you need, uh, whatever, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll get it back from you. Or I'll, you'll 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 pay me back at some point, and then they find out that that Reyes has has taken the money and spent it by hiring every mercenary company in the world to come after them, and uh, and everyone who was helping them. So then instead he walks over to the weapon table, takes all the weapons for himself, uh, gets into his car and drives off. <laughs> Not all of the weapons. He, he takes he takes a du- a duffel bag's worth. Uh, he takes the, the the main weapons that were on the wall in front of him. Well, yeah, but the, that room was full of weapons. Yeah. Um, and then he's like, you know, I'm 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 out of this movie. And he drives into out. a potential sequel or spinoff. Yeah. I'm not really sure which. Um, because presumably he would be sent. Reyes would be sending people after his mother and brother and sister. Uh, I don't think he, I don't think Evie's ever met them. Well, but might be might be like a burn the family kind of thing. Yeah, it's, that's potential. But based on the, she did meet Hobbs, and he is definitely coming after Hobbs. Yes. Um, I wouldn't say she helped out Hobbs. She was helped by Hobbs. Yeah. Um, she 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 was remember she was the exploding MacGuffin in that movie. I do. Yeah. 
Um, cause that, cause by that logic, he was, he's also sending, so he's also sending mercenaries to just kill all of Samoa. Yeah. Fully, <laughs> and, fully and truly. Yeah. And they, they, and he's not going to get those people back. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they take the contract, they know the risks. If, if, if they, if they, if he sends out 50 people and takes out one, uh, one Samoan, uh, who's to say he's not happy? Yeah. Because by 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 now, uh, uh, Hobbs' family has exited their uh, Samoanling and young Samoan phase. They're into the elder Samoan phase, and <laughs> they're just gonna eat the people. <laughs> I like that. I like that Samoans are basically Gorons. <laughs> well, I, I've said I said before they age like dragons. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, what did the, what did the, they even do for the rest of the movie? I, I, I that's the last time I remember them. But I know they do more. Uh, what Roman and them? Yeah. Uh, that's about it. They, yeah. They 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 head they head towards the finale. That's right. They um, they, they go to the meetup and then they and they get on a plane. Yeah, yeah. They get on a plane. They, they, sp- they spend that they spend the rest of the movie on a plane going from London to Portugal. Yeah. Um. So that's them. Cut over to Jacob. So, um, little Brian, uh, is playing, uh, like, like Hot Wheels racer Xbox game. Yeah. With, uh, with Mia, who is, both of them are just, video game acting is an art. It's a skill and 99.9999% of actors fail it. Yeah. Um. Cause they're, they act way too into it. Way too into it or too passive or. Yeah. Because your, your hands the, are too frantic. But the only the only racing game people get explosively. Oh God, you won again! The only people, the only time people get that e- e- excited is if it's Mario Kart. Yeah. No one gives a shit about Need for Speed that bad, or or Burnout, or or any or whatever other or Forza or any other you know modern racing game. And I get that, like, okay, well, it's an aunt playing with her kid, uh, with uh, with her nephew, and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, there, there's a degree. But he, he's nine, and he, he's a modern nine-year-old. This ain't his first rodeo playing playing racing video game. Yeah. Like, uh, he probably just has fun playing it and playing it with an adult. Yeah. That's it, honestly. Um, like, because he wasn't driving the excitement, and she was reacting to it like he would with a child. She was driving the excitement, which can oftentimes just tuck her kids out. Yeah. Uh, like, which, they get tired of your shit. Yeah. Which like if if that was her goal to make him tired and uh, want to go to bed, it's like one o'clock. Yeah, but um, uh, suddenly uh, the agency bursts in, and uh, so Mia makes her way to the kitchen the way she always does, uh, because that is where it, it is. The, it is her place of power. It is. Yeah, I mean that's not like a, a sexist joke. Like that's li- literally how Mia fights. Yeah. Like if you've she never seen these movies. With pans. Uh, she, she, her opening of this fight is throwing a cast iron skillet across the house to wing a guy. Yeah, like we're we're not kidding around here. That that is just how she, like that's how she fight. And uh, so little Brian um, heads upstairs and hides uh, while we see uh, like some guys being mysteriously thrown around. Yeah, um, and you know, enter Uncle Jacob. Yes. Uh, who uh, comes in, fucking eats that scenery and steals that show, um, 
And what is probably one of the best gunfights in the franchise. Yeah. Like, because, like, fucking Cena's well, I mean, he, John Wicking it. Well, he's he's very much, it's, Cena's moving a lot like he did in uh, Peacemaker. Yeah. Um, it, it's a lot a lot of that same physicality. Even even when he draws his pistol, he walks with it like Peacemaker. Yeah. Um, and this is this isn't a knock at at Cena. It's, it's, it's a it works. Um, but yeah, like him running around and uh, just absolutely beating the shit out of these guys, and then like when they get close, um, wrestling on them, uh, absolute delight to watch. Uh, and then uh, him and Little B, uh, uh, escape out the back. Yeah, they they, they also help Mia. Uh, Mia then leaves the movie to go and to head back to Brian. Yeah, Brian, because uh, he knows that people are uh, are after the entire crew. Yeah, uh, and uh, so she knows that uh, Brian knows a place where uh, they can be safe forever, and uh, and no one can get them there. Yeah, which based on what uh, Reyes is able to do in this movie, there's no place that is safe. Yeah. Um, like I said, at a certain point, I actually thought they were gonna have they were gonna have to just CG a Brian, or just tell us that he had like got exploded. Yeah. Um, like like you know, Dom just gets a phone call and he's just like, Brian's dead. Or or, or if or if you want, just that you know, hey, some uh some you know, the next bad guy kidnapped Brian, tortured him, mutilated his face. And now he's just in mummy wraps the whole time. <laughs> and you recast him and, you know, it's just like part of the torture. His voice is different now. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Then the new movie after that, he has facial reconstructive surgery. You cast him as whatever white boy you want. They're all interchangeable. Hell, he could be a Chris. Yeah. We'll give y'all a Chris. Yeah. Just, 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 just grab a Hemsworth. <laughs> um, so, uh. Moving on, uh, uh, they, um... Chris O'Donnell as Brian O'Donnell. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's one of the Hollywood Chris's. <laughs> yeah, but it, I don't think NCIS is still on anymore. He was Robin, sir. <sighs> um, so, uh, they, they get out to, uh, to Cena's car, and little Brian's all excited, and then finds out that that, uh, the, the big SUV with all the shit all over it was not Uncle Jacob's car. No. Uncle a, Jacob is still driving his car from uh from, from when, when he raised was, Dom. When, from when he was banished from LA. And in nineteen ninety three. Nineteen ninety three. Nineteen ninety six, I think. Uh, uh, he still has a, a tape deck in there. Um where he pulls out his uh his tapes while they're driving so he can listen to good vibrations. Um which is so weird because I I fully had to stop to be like, wait, was Marky Mark in one of these movies? No, no, he wasn't. He just feels like he should be. Yeah. Which uh, that was a, that was a, that was another th- weird uh, theme and across theme in the movie, the uh, good vibrations, uh, 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 concept. Because also uh, when Tess meets up with Dom. In the bar in Rio, yeah, uh, her her jacket says "Good Vibes Only." Uh, does it? Yeah. Um, 
But uh, uh, Jacob and, and little Brian, they go out to uh, a desert gas station to buy some new, new clothes. clothes. Then they go to an airport. Um, well, they intentionally get spotted by uh, by the cameras um, so that they can be... Uh, uh, so, like, because as, uh, as Jacob puts it, you can't shake a tail if you don't ever have one. Um, so, uh, uh, so they, they get spotted, and then they, uh, they board a plane, and then apparently Jacob has his friends with one of the, uh, the flight attendants. Yeah. And, uh, who brings him, like, three bottles of Smirnoff and a key, and, uh, and little Brian is uncomfortable on planes, Fully for the reason, I think, that Cypher killed his mother on a plane when he was a newborn baby, and he psychically feels the reverberations in the air. Well, remember, he was also like baby Bjorn to one of the Shaws after he dove out of the plane. Yes, but that was... He was also in a gunfight on that plane. A lot of traumatic stuff has happened to him on planes. Yeah, but he like none, none, all of it too early for him to have like real like to have registered into any. Oh degree. no, I, I agree with you. Yeah, um, but because uh, I I literally think that that's what they're going for was like oh like all the stuff happened when he was a baby. I don't know. Maybe, maybe they told him about it later. He was a tiny baby, and then they he gained trauma from it. I don't know how they told him. <laughs> like man, that, man, that that might be how they got how they get him to act right. <laughs> We gonna take you up on the plane again. You want to have it last time? <laughs> Your mama died. Um, but uh, no one, no one ever said lady was a good mom. <laughs> you know that's a good point. Uh, they uh, Cena beats up the three tails that follow him uh, and puts them in a bathroom. Yeah, and then he reveals his like super secret. The kayak that he's been carrying kayak. around half the movie is actually a plane. Yeah, that requires uh, uh, alcohol to be powered by, and uh, yeah, and yeah. little Brian tries to bring him some rosé. Yeah, he, bring, he brings him some because all he what he hears is oh it runs on alcohol, so he goes and grabs some bottles of 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 wine from the storage. He's like that's rosé. It's not gonna work, but I like your I like where your heads at. <laughs> um. Uh. They the. They drop the plane out of out of the plane, big plane, uh, and fly to Jacob's safe house. Yes, um, uh, which is supposed to be the rendezvous point that, that everybody's been talking about the entire movie. Yeah, uh, where you find out that it's really just a place that Jacob has kind of been securing for the last few years, um, and uh, despite the fact that only Jacob and Dom Schreier supposed to know about it, of course Reyes also knows about it. Well, he has God's eye at that point. He does, but like I don't remember like how that would have. As I don't remember like did did he get spotted? Oh yeah, he does get spotted walking into it. Yeah, he does get spotted walking into it. Um. So, um, so but inside there, like it's revealed that uh, Jacob's got a little thing he's been working on, and a cannon uh, car. Yeah, and uh, but that's that, that's where Dom's story will intersect back into. So I think we can finally. Jump over just to Dom because I don't think there's any other side stories. None that I can think of. Yeah, I think now we can just get hub over to Dom. Uh, so Dom story. 
Uh, yeah, he, he first makes his way over to Queenie, and he has a very quiet conversation with her about everything that's happening. And uh, and somehow this conversation in its entirety is captured by Reyes to be played later on. There's, I got, in some way people are like cosmically aware of what's going on. Because like, earlier in the movie, there's a collage of commemorative photos and there's screenshots from the movies. Yeah, there's screenshots from the movies. One of them is from uh, Letty and Dom's wedding. They eloped. There was no one else there to take that damn picture. Yeah. Um. But so they. So the. What would what what have, what have, what have Queen, how Queenie uh, Queenie's the one who puts him on to. Uh, uh, Dante being Reyes's son. Yeah. And so he goes... Oh, yeah, so he goes back to Rio. So he goes back to Rio. Um, they're, like, he, he kind of just goes in, like, they're going to have a big old, uh, old-fashioned old street race. Yeah. And, uh, but he's just looking for uh, for Dante at that point. Dante does show up, and it does, in fact, challenge him to a street race. Um, and, uh... Then Dante, uh, reveals that, oh, I've actually... Booby trap the bombs of the other two people in the race. Uh, but he's booby trapped the, the cars. Uh, he booby trapped the bombs too. They uh, were not safe to disarm. And because uh, he tells Dom, I've been studying you for a long time, but the only thing I can't figure out is how do you choose who gets to live and who dies. And uh, so then the race starts, and uh, and he's like, All right, well, you got to choose between one of these other racers, who lives and who dies. And then uh, the guy who like. Dom had gone there to see and, like, stood by Dom every inch of the way, um, gets blown up. Yeah. It was, it's save her or save girl we met in this movie. Uh, save him or save girl that's met, we met in this movie. And, uh, and then, uh, he's about to blow her up and then Dom manages to ram her car in such a precise way that, That it uh, knocks the bomb off. It knocks the bomb off. Impossibly. Yeah. Because there's just literally no way Dom could have uh, fucking. Dom would have had. Dom would have to have X-ray vision to look through her car and see where it was attached. I think. I think we're both off wrong foot here. So we learn that Dom has X-ray vision and can see where bombs are attached to cars uh, now. Um, uh, or well, a power that yeah. he's he has demonstrated before. I'm sure. Probably. Um, and we just didn't. We didn't have the. We didn't have the the current knowledge uh, to apply that. Oh, Dom Dom has X ray vision, but now like that though that that's literally the only explanation. Now we know. Yeah. Uh, his uh, his other his see, other ability see, yeah, could I, be he could have uh, car uh, kinesis, uh like carkinetics. Yeah, carkinesis. Carkinesis, and uh, and when something has pl- uh, there's an undue like uh, improper object on a car, he can sense it. Probably. Um, I I just want at one point him to get caught by the uh, the people that Brixton was working for in Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, and they can uh put super soldier stuff in him just to give him all the powers he's evidenced thus far. Yeah, just, just so my brain would stop fighting. Um, honestly, we can just assume that it happened. Uh, that that's that's where he was during uh uh between like three and four. Yeah. 
Or, I mean, I know technically three happened in the future, but I meant, like, two and three, or two and four, technically. Because, like, there's supposed to be a time gap that happens there. That's, like, that's when he moves up to bigger, more dangerous jobs. Yeah. Maybe that, maybe he was, like, the first test subject for the Brixton program. I would, I would love that. Um, but, uh. Hell, that's when the agency says that he got on the radar. Yeah. But, uh, so after he saves the girl, uh, and it's then revealed. Dante wins the race. Yeah, Dante (laughs) When wins the race, he he's very happy about that. Um, he brings it up later. Um, you know, <laughs> with uh, with Brian's like, you know, you know, I beat your dad in a street race, right? <laughs> um, but it's revealed after that uh, that the mystery woman that Dom saved was Elena's little sister. So that made her family therefore more important to uh, to him than like people who have been by his side for years. Uh, and was Dom, willing to die for him. Uh, Dom is, uh, you know, a big uh, is a big disbeliever in the uh, whole, you know, blood of the covenant thicker than the water of the womb. <laughs> yes, as evidenced by all of these movies. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and he then goes on to compare his dick and her to her relationship with her sister. Huh. She says that, uh, Elena's sister says that she couldn't be any more different than her sister. And then Dom goes on that little speech where he talks about, oh, uh, uh, a, a car racer and a cop living on blah, blah, blah. And it turns out they might have a lot more in common. He's talking about himself and Elena. I thought he was talking about himself and Brian. He's talking about himself and Elena. Because he's a, he's it could, a, it's it could, a thief and a, and a cop. They find out they have more in common than they thought. It, it, true, true, it could be. But I, I think he. But in this moment, she doesn't know who Brian is. She knows who Elena is, a cop who was trying to catch Carthy. He was relating to her through her sister. Now, what I, I, thought, I, I thought it was just like trying to relate a the brother relationship that he has with Brian to the sister relationship that she had with Elena. It could be, but that would only like that, like that, 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 was, that, that was my read on it. But that only works as us for the us as the audience. Yeah, these movies are written bad. I I was like I okay yeah as, as getting into character writing I was like oh it only makes sense if he's talking about it like as like oh no me and your sister also related despite all of this mm-hmm. um uh and I banged her and it was great um. That was like literally. That was my take on it. Him talking about Brian. She didn't know. Fuck Brian. Why would she give a goddamn about some weird every, white boy? Every every bad thing I could say about Dom, notwithstanding, I don't think he would. I don't think he would be crass like that. I'm literally flashing back to like when uh, he's having that like uh, that that conversation in I think Fast Four, where he's talking. Uh, he's describing car bodies to the car bodies of a woman, like to the bodies of a woman. I only saw Fast and Furious one time, and that was but probably yeah, better part of eleven years ago. Yeah, uh, he has a, like a whole conversation where like he gets pretty like, uh, oh, the curves of a car, like a curves. I forgot. I, I don't remember the specifics of it, but yeah. But he's also. I don't think he. I don't think he was trying to invoke someone's dead relative when he said that either. Fair enough, but either. It's a bad scene either way. Like, my interpretation of it is bad and makes them look bad. Your interpretation of it is still bad and makes them look bad. Yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, 
But it turns out um, she she has like all of the the Reyes family files. Yeah, the Reyes family files. So they're able to find out that apparently the police station in Rio just still doesn't have police. Yeah, um, it, the police station was destroyed, and so uh, it was never rebuilt. Um, and uh, and also. Uh, when Dante comes up and like with his groups of guys that he's bought, um, like uh, Dom makes this point about how you can't buy the streets, and it's like Reyes isn't with a bunch of like cops. He's with other people that are mercenaries that work on the streets. Like he raised himself up after not having anything by being street smart. And then working his way up from there, and having some connections, yes. But uh, this is very much like a you and I aren't so different style situation that Dom did not didn't make any fucking sense to be like you can't buy the streets. I was like, Dom, you literally like most of these people you've done favors for or paid them money. Yeah. Um. That's why you're in their good graces. The fuck are you talking about honor? You're a professional thief. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, I, I think I think the writers are in a, are still in a rut that oh we 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 fight sophisticated spies in these movies. I guess. Uh, we're the we're the down and gritty street street toughs fighting the James Bond villains. It's like Dom, you stole DVD players in your first. What are you talking about? You have no honor. The point of the first movie was that you're just not that bad of a guy. Not you're a good guy. Yeah. Like Dom, Dom talks about honor like samurais talk about honor. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. Um, so Dom does go to the police station. Turns out it's a big, it's a setup. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Dante calls him and is like, ooh, I'm so sorry you saw my my dream wall. My, spirit, my vision board. My vision board. Because um, this is when, like, you see that, like, oh, he's recorded. He somehow recorded that conversation with Queenie. Yeah. Um. And uh, and it does not get. I I do not have any thought that Queenie had somehow sold him out in that scene. No, no. Um, but I don't know. I mean, she lightly sold him out in the last movie, but even then, was like told him she was selling him out and told him to be careful. Well, told him he was. He sold him out. Also. Told him I was paid to take you to exactly where you want to go. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, uh. So Dom gets arrested, and uh. And so the agency like uh, starts escorting his ass through uh, Rio, where um, uh, the like Ames is kind of like shit talking him the entire time. Dom. Uh, feels a disturbance in the force and buckles himself up. And tells him, like, oh, you, you need to buckle also, up. They, shit's about to go down. Also, they conspicuously, they never put Dom in handcuffs. Oh, I know, and it bothered the shit out of me. Yeah. Uh, because they walk over to do it, and then Dom kind of flexes at them. And the guys are like, whoa! And, uh, and I was like, guys, you have guns on him. Like, just fucking put him in handcuffs. Yeah. Uh, but they didn't do it so that they could write themselves out of an easy solution uh, at this point. Uh, write themselves into an easy solution for when the uh, 
for when uh, they get shot with a missile that Dom just once again absolutely fucking knew was happening. Yeah. Uh, despite being in a windowless truck. Uh, survives the missile because of course he does. Um, um, they bur- He bursts out of the truck and then proceeds to um, basically create, like, he sees a car nearby that's been fl- turned onto its side. Its fuel line is busted. So he takes a piece of rebar, jams the steering wheel, then one-handed flips the car over so that it spins. Well, and he jams the steering wheel and he bends the rebar. He bit. The, yeah, that's the that's the least impressive strength feat that Dom has ever evidenced. <laughs> he bent the rebar, but it, I've seen him stomp a parking deck in half. <laughs> he bent the. But what I'm getting at is that meant the 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 rebar had give before that plastic steering wheel did. Yeah. Carkinesis. You know, I I brought it up. Why can I? I can't argue against it. Like, yes, and then one arm he flips a car. Yeah, then then he one arm flip flips the car, uh, but it's jammed in such a way that he knows he can that it's going to spin out and sideswipe, take out two more guys. Um. Uh, Ames tosses him a gun because you know, Ames is a good guy now. Um. Yeah. Even though they make this they, they make this big deal about how like. Uh, Dom always turns people onto his side by taking him to a barbecue and having a, uh, uh, and having a beer with them. And uh, he was like, "But I hate barbecues." Yeah. Uh, but in this moment, he he throws Dom a gun, and uh, and that's Dom. When, Dom shoots two people. Reyes brings out Elena's sister with a knife to her neck and says, "Stop shooting my friends." Yeah. Um. And uh, and then Tess shows up. Yeah, uh, she she stomps on uh, on uh, Rez's l- lavender car. He gets really upset about that. Uh, Dom proceeds to just put hands all over Dante, uh, who does not fight him back at any point, um, and is just kind of smiling and joking through the entire like ass whoop. Uh, my favorite bit was when he pulls out his own tooth. Throws it at Dom and calls him a butthole. Yeah. Because there's just something so savage about, like, a man that size going calling calling you a butthole. Like, if, if so much more devastating and weird than if he called you an asshole <laughs> or a motherfucker. There's, something, there's just something, like, way more... Well, it, well specifically, uh, Rez doesn't curse. Does he? Uh, he, ne- he never curses. I don't remember. I didn't. I didn't look for it, but... Uh, like there's there's not a ton of profanity, but like people do let a damn or a shit or an asshole go by. Yeah, uh, Reyes never curses. Hmm. Um, hell, even fucking little Brian uh, lets out a few. Yeah. Um. But uh, <laughs> just you butthole throws the tooth at him. Yeah. Uh. So while this is happening. Uh, Chopper with snipers show up, take out Tess and uh, Ames. Ames. Um, uh, they're about to take out Elena's sister, and Dom runs over and uses a car door to block to deflect rounds. all of the bullets. Which you know, folks, uh, car doors won't won't stop rifle rounds, much less sniper rounds. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, like, uh, you you want to stop a bullet, you're going to need something like an engine block. Yeah, Reyes goes over and he takes the god's eye from uh, 
uh, from Tess, and then he gets out of there. Tells her he, she can keep the car as collateral. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she's already got her footprints on it anyway. Uh, that car is dead to him. Yeah. So uh, he then gets in the helicopter and takes off. Yeah. And he, and he like kind of waves it in front of Dom's face like, ah, now I've got God's eye. Now I can go kill your son. Yeah. Um, oogie boogie boogie bye. <laughs> so uh, from there... I think that's when he finally heads to uh, the safe to the house. rendezvous. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, he gets uh, he gets in a plane with Ames, uh, and this is where the writers tell us that they don't know what a click or a mile is. A click is a kilometer, isn't it? It's a kilometer. Yeah. Um, and they interchangeably say like um, like uh, we are fifteen clicks away from this thing, and then he'll be like. Uh, uh, or at one point he starts saying, uh, we're, we're less than three clicks away from the from the landing place. Um, uh, you'll see the exit in three miles. And it's like, those are two vastly different um, uh, areas. Which, why, why even bother with clicks? Because it's an American talking to another American. There, there's no reason not to say miles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, they interchangeably use clicks and miles. Um, in a way that I was like, man, they don't know how long one of these is. They they don't understand that it's like 2.2 uh, kilometers to a mile. Like it is a much shorter distance than you think. That's why that's why like European cars their their speedometers go so much higher. Is it's not because they're super faster. It's because they're measuring in kilometers, and you can get a kilometer much faster than you get to a mile. Uh. But, once again, just something that clearly the people who wrote the movie just didn't know anything about. Yeah. But, uh, so, ja- so Jacob and little, little Brian are fleeing uh, in Jacob's cannon car while blowing up uh, Reyes' men. Um, little B gets plenty of kills. And like I said, uh, at this point, this kid's been in so many gunfights and has actively been killing people. I was like, oh... Man, I know we're never going to get, like, a far-flung... I mean, maybe in, like, 20 years we get, like, a revival series. Yeah. Um, and, they, which, and, they, and they bring up, like, Dom's kid. Yeah, and, like, and and I was like, but it's going to be the Venture Brothers of, like, Revival. Because, like, Little B is going to be Rusty Venture. Yeah. Of just, like, a, a guy who could not grow up in, out of the shadow of his father... And uh, and could not deal with all of the crazy people that had to be murdered while he was a kid. Also, he is going to have so much tinnitus. <laughs> Gunfights notwithstanding, boy was like point blank for like how many cannon shots? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah. So, uh, while they're doing that, Dom airdrops from the plane to the highway. Um, Which they make like a really big deal out of it. It's like, guys, we've seen this before. Yeah, we've seen we've seen this before from a higher altitude, like, with more shit that could go wrong. Yeah, like, like, yeah. Does it make any sense with the suspension and all that blunt? Of course, fucking, of course it would. Does Does anybody here give a shit about the suspension for this car, uh, or believe that it actually works in some realistic way? No, no. In Fast Nine, uh, they they wrapped a fucking rope around the axle, and that axle supported the car as it flung over itself to a fucking mountain. Like um, these cars don't hold together in ways that real cars do. 
Um, fuck you for making us think for for thinking that's the thing that's insane. Like what's insane is that two helicopters. I'm glad they showed this in the trailers because uh, man, it was like it, it hurt my brain when I saw it in the trailers the first time. Two helicopters harpoon into this car, and Dom essentially down bees while the car is in midair. Um, because he's somehow able to apply pressure to the top of the vehicle so that it can be pushed down so that the helicopters will ram into each other. Um, the car got heavier somehow. Yeah. Um, so that, like, the helicopters would have to crash into each other. Um, not just lift the thing that is well beyond their capability. One helicopter could lift that car. Two helicopters, it shouldn't, it shouldn't even be an issue of lifting the car. It doesn't matter how intensely he's driving. Can I just say that what he did is less crazy than what I thought he was going to do? <laughs> well, because we know we've seen Dom respond to his car getting harpooned. Yes, he punches it apart. Yes, uh, you know, you know, to di- to disengage the parts that are harpooned. Yes, um, I was expecting him to do that. See, I would find that less crazy than him down being. Um, uh, to like drag the fucking car to the ground. Yeah, but he does that, and it slams the two helicopters together. Uh, it's nonsense. It's abs like it's one of the most nonsense things that have ever happened. Now the helicopters are still connected to him because he then uses the helicopters as flails uh, to attack Reyes. Yes. Um, because um, even though you see like where they're connected to. The wires don't just tear the roof off of Dom's car and tear it in half. The way that they absolutely would if you're using them as a flail. Um, well, keep in mind, this is the, these are the same this is the same car that towed a bank vault and used that as a flail. The bank vault was probably heavier it, than those helicopters. You know, I'm... Yeah. But to be fair, it was barely moving. Like, it took a lot to get it moving. Yeah, with the bank vault, um, he is literally just like spinning in donuts. Oh no, it's crazy. Regardless, yeah. Um, so w- they think they they think they think that they're getting away, and uh, Brian is crawled out of the cab of the rocket car um, to clear a weapons jam for Uncle Jacob. Because um. uh, their their rear their rear cannons wouldn't fire. So, um, um, while he is exposed on the back of the car, punching cannon rounds out of, out of jam. With uh, his eight-year-old fists. Yeah. Uh, and the funny thing is, is, uh, Reyes is behind them driving and sees the boy crawling the car. He's like, what the hell? <laughs> he has that reaction. Is like, hey, y'all are going to make it easy. <laughs> he drives up, snatches a kid. <laughs> Like, I had, like, four more steps to the plan to try and stop this car. Um, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, he then has the kids. So he becomes, like, uh, Dom and Jacob's target. Um, Jacob, uh, but then all of a sudden, like, Reyes gets way more reinforced with a lot, a lot more people and a lot more vehicles. So, uh, Jacob sees that his fuel line is cut. So, he's, um, he's losing speed. Um, so... He decides to uh, aim the cannons downwards to rocket jump, uh, sending his car 
flying into uh, Reyes's men, blowing all of them up, and himself. Yeah. In a, in a in an act of self sacrifice. So Uncle Jacob is dead. In he'll be back in the next movie. Oh yeah, I fully. Even though this car didn't really have windows or any type of protection, or it also else, landed top upside down. Upside down, yeah. yeah. Um, and everything exploded. Uh, I fully assume he will still be in the next movie. I, th- I think he's going to walk out of that flaming wreckage going fucking fire. <laughs> <laughs> fucking drones. <laughs> um, but um, but yeah. Um, so uh, during the spinning flail bullshit. Uh, Dom and Little B, like Little B, jumps out of Reyes's car uh, into, into Dom's, Dom's waiting hands, and uh, and then they drive off together um, to the top of a dam. But but wait, this was actually where Reyes wanted them all along, as he walls them in with two uh, big fuel tankers, and. Uh, and then it turns out uh, Ames was on their side, the uh, was on his yeah, side the entire and time. As he's doing that, Romans, uh, the, the plane with Roman and the others are flying in, uh, and Ames, you know, n- now his sudden and inevitable betrayal. See, Bazooka is one of the engines to Roman's plane, and, and it flies crashes. off and it crashes. And uh, and Dante and Dante tells Dom that uh, you have finally suffered enough. Now you can die. And uh, I've taken everything from you. The only thing I have left to take is your life. And then Dom says, you didn't take everything from me. You, you didn't shouldn't take, take my, my car. car. <laughs> and uh, as the two uh, tankers uh, collide, as uh, he ramps the car down the, uh, the dam, uh, outrunning the explosion that he uh, uses uh, his nitrous to help... But- the, it goes full the, the, red line at the end. Yeah, the fire goes through the charger. the The fire is inside the 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 cab with them, swirling around them. The Nos tank is on fire before Dom fires it. Um, like th- this, I don't know if Ghost Rider could have came out of this the way they did. <laughs> um, but he. Nosses it out. Uh, the charger fires, you know, shoots out of the fire, um, in down into the water, and they swim out. Um, and uh, th- and this Reyes like looks down at him, and then hits the triggers the bombs that were on the dam, and uh, so the the and so the dam blows up. The water giant wall of water surging down at Dom and Little B. Credits. And that's where the movie ends. Credits. Um, and, you know, next movie, um, Dom will have found uh, Jason Momoa's trident from Justice League, and he will redirect the water around him. Uh, but there is the stinger, uh, which we've kind of given away a little bit, but uh, uh, in the stinger, because t- technically uh, Dom did not kill Reyes' dad. He put him in the situation. He yeah. he he got rid of all of their money, but Ten. one but but somebody else put bullets in the man. Yep, and that man is uh, which is the point they never bring up. Like I, that would be a place to split. Like, I didn't kill your dad. Um, 
I robbed him. I didn't kill him. Yeah, which is also funny because Dom also spends a lot of the movie being like, you ain't got families, you ain't got nothing. And then Randy goes, you killed my family. Yeah. The fuck are you, why do you keep saying this to me? You killed my family. Stop telling me I don't have family so I don't have anything. Also, Dom tries to get cues like, I didn't steal your family's money, I burned, burned it. it. You did steal their money. Yeah. That's what why you, you're all millionaires now. What you did with the money afterwards, by the way, doesn't matter if you still stole it. If I take Pat's, uh, if I steal Pat's car and then I burn it, um, and Pat says, you stole my car, and I go, no, no, I burned your car. Uh, it didn't make the first thing <laughs> incorrect. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Ugh, but yeah, so. And uh, Don, burning the money isn't any good either. It was all stolen from the people of Rio de Janeiro. <laughs> you burning it, not giving it back to the people, doesn't make you a hero. It makes you a complete asshole. There are far too many people that like him in Brazil. For the things that he's done to them? Yes. yes. Like given what they've done in Brazil, there are far too many people willing to lay down their lives for them. Yes. Um... But uh, but yeah, so we uh, we uh, we see that Reyes has like left a uh, a cell phone for Hobbs, uh, and tells him like I'm gonna come and find you, and uh, Hobbs unmasks himself and is like I don't it's like it's not it's not like I'm hard to find you some bitch, and then crushes the uh, phone that he was calling him from. Instead of, you know, using it yeah, to trace anything. Even just to see if anything, like, hell, there might have been prints on it. Like, people make mistakes. Don't assume just because this guy's crazy, he's, like, he's perfect. Also, don't, don't assume that just because he outsmarted Roman and Dom that he can outsmart you. Yeah. But, uh, but yes, so, uh, so The Rock... After his failed takeover of uh, Warner Brothers. After he failed to restructure the hierarchy of power in the DC Universe. Uh, uh, after his many failures this last year, came crawling back to Vin Diesel. Yeah, a, a franchise he said he'd never come back to. Uh, swore up and down that he would never come back to because of, uh, because of certain candy asses. Mm-hmm. Um. So, I hope in the next movie, uh, Vin Diesel just beats The Rock's ass. Yeah, a little bit, honestly. Like, just like once again, I, I I'm not really on Vin's side in all of this, but The Rock definitely, um, because Vin's probably not super great to work with with how probably bad not. their egos. Probably not. Um, which, by the way, also. God, I I, I, ho- I really do hope John Cena's not gone for good if we have two more movies of this left because he doesn't have that ego. Like, clearly his contract stipulation is not... Well, I've, I've, I've never heard anyone say a single mean word who's ever worked with Cena. Yeah, like, and clearly his contract stipulation doesn't have, like, the, like... The whole the, I can't lose a fight thing? Because, like, even when he's, like, fighting the, just the regular mooks, he still takes blows constantly. Yeah. Like... He still gets like slowed down and stuff like that, and even though like and it, it doesn't lessen what a badass he is, like in those scenes. Like I said, my, I, I think that the the scene running through that house was probably the one of the best gunfights that Fast and Furious has ever had. Um, and uh, I, I was enjoying it thoroughly, 
and uh, and he was still taking blows and shit like that, and had to get in close and do like fucking wrestling finishers. Yeah. So yeah. So so Rock, he might have he might have his ego, um, and Dom and Vin also has his ego, but I I don't hear Dom. I don't I don't hear Vin Diesel bad mouthing any of his co-workers outside of the movie. Yeah. Um, like that's just that's just bad bad policy, and so you, that you also have this ego trip policy in your contract that I can't be written to lose a fight, but you're coming back in disgrace. I hope I hope Vin ha- has a has a whole you know uh, you know Rowdy Roddy Piper style fight scene <laughs> of him beating your whole fucking ass. All over one, all over Samoa. I hope he goes to your ancestral homeland and beats your ass in front of your family. Uh, uh, that was Fast Ten or yeah. Fast X. Yeah. Um. So now that we're now that we're towards the end, any 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 hopes for the next movie? Uh, once again, I, I even though it's corny and shit like that, I I I can live with corny and everything else. Yeah. Like I I want fucking uh I want Jacob to return. Um. I I don't think he's gone. Yeah. Like I don't think he's gone. I don't think Mister Nobody's gone unless they just can't get the actor. Um. I don't know if I don't know if that actor might maybe he's an older he's an older man now. I don't know if, he, if he's having health problems or what. Yeah, but um. Uh. And honestly, I kind of hope that they kill off Brian. I hope that they kill off Brian. I hope they kill off Cipher. Uh, I, do not redeem Cipher. Yeah, oh yeah, please don't redeem Cipher. Uh, Cipher does not belong in the barbecue. Yeah. Um, like I'm glad that they don't let like that Shaw has never really been allowed. Back. Like people said that they're too friendly with Shaw a lot of the times. And I can see like like saying that like oh yeah like they're they're way too friendly with Deckard for everything for all the shit that he pulled. But like, he's mostly kind of like a an ally rather than a friend. Like, like Shaw is not a part of the family. He's gotten to be adjacent to some of the barbecues. Uh, he's only attended one. Yeah, and that was because he literally he saved a baby that movie. Yeah. Um. But uh. Um. But yeah. So like. Don't no like uh, n- not for Cipher. Yeah, not for uh, somebody that literally just murdered uh, uh, one of the one of one of the mothers of the cast members. Yeah, um, and like clearly doesn't feel bad about it. Like yeah. it's not like she's suffering some type of delusions of anything. And Shaw like actually kind of had a reason to kill Han. Like like they had just like hospitalized. Uh, uh, his brother. Yeah. Like, it, it made sense that, that they would come for revenge, that he would come for revenge. I mean, his brother was doing some wild boy shit at the time. Yeah. But, uh, you know, family is family. Don, Don, Dom understands that. Yeah. Whew. But, uh, but yeah, so, now that we've gone through it, uh, at this point three times, because uh, we did the spoiler-free review as well, um, I'm going to, retain my previous review if you're going by yourself i can't recommend going oh no like i I, I say wait wait for it to come on streaming the things that i was that we were talking about here that are like it hurts my brain if i didn't have somebody there to like be like uh to joke about how silly it was and i just had to like sit there and focus on it um like i would have lost more head blood uh by the time we were done you you can't you can't lose that much more yeah so uh 
So no, 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 like group of friends make a fucking party date night out of it or some shit. Like uh, this is this is a movie that you you can definitely just have fun watching. Yeah, go go to, go to an evening. Don't go too late at night. Don't go to the nine and ten o'clock show. <laughs> Jesus! Don't don't have the AMC robot there who uh, who uh, watches in silence and then goes out and uproariously laughs in his car to no one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, with that being said, uh, this is Capricorn Podcast. This is our view of uh, Fast X, um, part one of three uh, upcoming movies. Uh, I was always your host, Patrick, co-host Jared. Say bye, Jared. I'm Rusty Bryan. Uh, I don't like that at all. Um, you find you can find us on any pretty much any place where podcasts are found: Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify. Um, give us a like, give us a comment, give us a follow. Let us know what you thought of Fast X or any of the other Fast Fast Furious movies. Tell us how they're the greatest uh, cinematic Marvel of all time and how we're wrong and our th- mean things we say. Um, <laughs> and with that being said, we'll catch you next time. Peace. <laughs>